Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades podcast. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Happy hump day, everybody. We hope you're having an awesome week. You made it to the halfway point. I am Nick, and I'm always here joined by Vicky. And this is episode 369. Today, we will be bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history. But before we start, I'd like to say, Nick, happy Halloween! Are you going to wear your pirate costume tonight? No, I'm not going to wear my pirate costume tonight. So I made Colin a Nightmare Freddy from yeah. Five Nights at Freddy outfit. So you're going to join him? No, I'm just going to walk around with him. <laughs> you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. But before we get to it, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. And in true Nick fashion, he is going to tell you about the latest blogs on WaltExpress.com. Yeah, we have, it's a video, Magic Kingdom Main Street Trolley Show Christmas Edition by uh, Brandy Perryman, go ahead and check that out. Top five favorites at the Magic Kingdom during the holidays by Vanda Bean, and also complete menus 2018 at Epcot's Festival of the Holidays, also by Vanda Bean. Oh, one more, sorry. Ten tips on how to survive Disney World during Thanksgiving holidays, also by Vanda Bean. She's a pretty busy woman. She is on it. She's on it. You know, so I do want to say though, you see what I'm in right now. I have my Hawaiian shirts and my khakis, my flip flops, my goofy hat. And my briefcase, who am I? Aladdin! I'm not Aladdin. <laughs> You're the genie. I'm the genie! Dressed up for vacation because you yes. just were set free. Yes, yes, yes. So that is my holiday attire for the day. Okie dokie. I see you have Minnie Mouse ears on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to go. Pretty bow on there. I'm looking for my Mickey Mouse. All right, so... I'll Ooh, Nick, before I forget, up? I got to tell you what I bought with my birthday money this week. Wait a minute, when was your birthday? While you were at Disney World. Did we talk about this? Did I miss it? How did I miss this? You messaged me a day early. Did I really? Oh, well, Facebook and you reminded said, me. I And you said, see, I remembered. I know it's a day early, but at least I remembered. I did, didn't I? I remember that now. It was one o'clock in the morning at McDonald's. Yeah, why did I? That's weird. I don't know. Anyways, Facebook had to have reminded me. I bought. Sorry. I love you. Do you know what I bought? Um, I have no idea. A Minnie Mouse suitcase. One of those hardcover suitcases. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I know they have the Mickey one. So you got the mini? Yep. Nice. I did. How much um, did I set you back? Like $300? No. Um, it's on Amazon for 120 Oh, that's it? Yeah, I used my birthday. $120? Nice. But it was my birthday money, that's so cool. I figured yeah, that, I, you cool. know, I, tra- I asked Brad if he wanted to use his birthday money to buy Mickey Mouse, and he just gave me the look. 
you like. I like Disney, but I don't have to have a suitcase to show everybody. Right. <laughs> okay. That's, they're pretty neat, though. I know which one you're talking about. Those are really neat. That'll last you for quite a while. I hope so. I don't, that definitely will. So I want to talk about Ralph and Vanellope. They're going to be making a special Disney park appearance this fall with uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's set to debut in theaters this November, actually on the 21st. As always, traditionally, Disney puts something out right before Thanksgiving. So this is no surprise to anyone that there are going to be new opportunities to meet Wreck-It Ralph throughout the parks. And so here's where you'll be able to find Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope. They're going to be over at Disney's California Adventure, Disneyland Resort. Uh, The pair will also be in Hollywoodland starting on November 9th. Over at Epcot, Walt Disney World Resort, beginning on the 21st, the day of Wreck-It Ralph Breaks Internet releases, guests can meet Ralph and Vanellope in Inventions West. Disney also announced that a new experiment will soon be underway at the Imagination Institute, creating a portal into other dimensions. This winter, that portal opens a window on the internet for Ralph and Vanellope to step through for regular encounters with guests at Epcot uh, in the uh, in, in the ImageWorks area of the Imagination Pavilion. So one of the places they're going to be, Nick, is where they've had Baymax in Joy and Sadness. Yep. I'm wondering who they're getting rid of. Are they expanding the character spot area? I was curious. We don't know. We'll I'm interested find out. to see. You're going to so have to go. I and, am going to go. And check it out. No, I already told Brad that when I was uh, researching last night I'm like, or two nights ago. I was like, yeah, uh, Vanellope and Ralph are going to be there. And even if the kids don't want to go, I'm waiting in line. I want to bring up really quick also the new reimagined World of Disney, both at California Adventure and at Disney Springs has opened up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I want to thank your mom for this next story. Well, can we talk about it? Oh, sorry. Can go we ahead. talk about it? I should say it opened up at Disney Springs, and then the world of Disney celebrates also as grand reopening as well. I didn't want. To, I accidentally said California Adventure, so I was thinking California Adventure from our previous article. Gotcha. But it's there. It's there at the Disneyland Resort over over there. Go check it out. They both look the exact same. They're very contemporary, very, very, I, I don't know what to say. Um, what's the word? For My verdict is still out. I have to wait till I see it in person. I like it. I like it a lot. At first, I wasn't too keen with the whole setup and the way it looked, but, you know. I just want to know where they did with all that stuff, like the dancing dishes. Oh, I, I want that. And the um, cool. It probably ended up over at Cast Connections. You know, they sell all that stuff off. And so somebody has dancing dishes in their house right now. I would now. love to have dan- dancing dishes in my house. <laughs> All right, so what about my mom? What's up? So I got this story from your mom because apparently she said it to you and you didn't believe her. And so I researched it on Friday. What are you talking about? She told you that Disney was getting rid of benches and planters. And she said, you said, no, they're not. And I researched it. And there's no, there's no way. There's no way they're getting rid of benches throughout Walt Disney World. Not Disney World. Disneyland. Did she say Disneyland? She, she said Disney World. She said she said she told you Disney. She didn't say which one. No, she said no because I brought up the whole. I was like, well, then why in Toy Story Land do they just put benches in Toy Story Land? They're not going to get rid of them, Mom. I do not know, but she was happy I was going to use her article. Oh, so good. So Disneyland is a very busy place. In 2017 alone, they had 18.3 million people visit, which is more than 50,000 people a day, and so they just said that. Um, it's become the you know it's become known as the place o- OC Register by the way is the one that said this Orange where County. people come and sit a spell and so they need people to move it along because it was bottlenecking. Well, no, I think it's because they want uh, people to spend money. Well, and that too. So they took out the benches and the planters where people have just been for years, just hanging out and not worrying about getting to the rides, and they are really gone. Your mom is correct. 
they did add more seating, but they're adding it to the restaurants. There you go. What you're saying is spend money. They want you to go in and eat and have a place to sit down. So for the record, Disneyland was not mentioned. I could have sworn she said Disney World. Erin said she said Disney. Well, there you go. There's. I was like, no, there's no way they're getting rid of benches. But um, they are doing this because they have also decided to implement the tiered pricing like we have at Disney World to help control the overcrowding, or that's what their hope is. They're thinking that that's the, the lack of seating and the increased pricing for overcrowded days right. will reduce the overcrowding. A new additional experience is being offered at Tony's Town Square Restaurant on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party Nights this holiday season. Vicki, you're shaking your head over there, so I know you, you read up on this, but beginning, listeners, at 9.30 p.m., guests can come and go at their own leisure to partake in savory d'oeuvres, which uh, include a uh, selection of meats, cheese, as well as Tony's famous meatballs. Gotta go check them out. Gotta get some Tony's meatballs. Mini hand-tossed pizzas. Uh, we have stuffed artichokes. Mmm, we know those are your favorite. Stuffed artichokes. Yeah. <laughs> Mother used to cook those all the time when I was a kid growing up. Absolutely hate the smell of those things. Yum. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Anyway, they're also going to have cannolis. Gotta of course. Love, gotta love those. Hope they have chocolate Christmas cookies and red velvet cupcakes. Along with this uh, festive variety of sweet and savory dishes, guests can make a toast to the spirit of the season with an included selection of beer, wine, and non-alcoholic beverages. So beginning at 11 o'clock p.m., uh, PM guests in attendance will have access to a special reserved viewing area to enjoy Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Parade as it makes its way down Main Street, USA. The special experience continues until 12.30 a.m. and even longer than Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which is awesome. Tony's most uh, merry, merriest town square party is available for how much do you want to say? How much do you want to say? It's $79.99. $99 per person. Ooh, I was that was a different one. Every uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party event uh, night at Magic Kingdom Park. Admission to, uh, man, there's so much of this Very Merry. Mickey's this. Tony's Very Merry. <laughs> ma- you know, it's like magic. Blah, blah, blah. Admissions to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is required to attend, by the way. So you got to have that so you can get in and take uh, take note on Tony's very, or most merriest town square party. Oh my gosh. I did not hear you say eggnog. I cannot believe. Like, let's come out with it's another. Let's come out with another party. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm trying to think of one right now. I can't, but the fireman... Donald Duck's delicious... The the fireman's festive, fiery Christmas (laughs) Navidad. I have no idea, dude. The fireman's festive Feliz Navidad. There you go. There you go. I have have no idea. You're helping Disney. Anyway, do I really butchered that article there, man. Trying to get through that was like crawling up a hill in mud. (laughs) So you should do the Tough Mudder. No, I've done uh, it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Move, Pixies. Let's move along. Move <laughs> me along, please. I, I, I need to redeem myself after this one. Pixar co-founder and current Walt Disney uh, and Pixar Animation yes. Studios president, Ed Catmull, has announced that he's retiring from Walt Disney's company next year. He's going to step down from his role at the company at the end of this year, but he's going to stay on as an advisor until July of 2019. Uh, Pixar president Jim Morris and Walt Disney Animation Studio president Andrew Milstein will continue to oversee the operations of the respective studios reporting to Walt Disney Studios president Alan Bergman but 
Pixar Animation Studios and Walt Disney Animation Studios are going to continue to be creatively led by Chief Creative Officers Pete Docter and Jennifer Lee, reporting to Walt Disney Studios Chairman Alan Horn. Now, Catmull, he was hired, and I thought this was interesting, Nick, by George Lucas back in 1979 he, uh, to lead the Lucasfilm Computer Division before co-founding Pixar's Animation Studios, starting in 1986 with Steve Jobs. Jobs, excuse me. <laughs> I've been reading the Bible. Give me a break. And John Lasseter. He became the president of both Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studios when the latter was acquired by Disney in 2006. He's also the author of a book called Creativity, Inc., Overcoming the Unseen Forces that Stand in the Way of True Inspiration. And he says, this is a quote directly from him. Never in my wildest imagination could I have conceived of the path or the extraordinary people I have worked with over all of these years. The twists and turns, the ups and downs, along with exhilarating passion, talent, and dedication that have led to something extraordinary, something that has an enduring impact in the world. From the request of George Lucas to bring technology to the film industry, to the vision of Steve Jobs, and the extraordinary freedom provided by Bob Iger, Alan Horn, and Alan Bergman. We continue to dream of stories and ways of making those stories that always surprise. I have the mixed emotions that come with stepping away from a group of people I love, but also with the utmost pride and pleasure that we now have at, a, at both Pixar and Disney Animation, the most dedicated and imaginative leaders that I have worked with. And Bob Iger spoke out for him and he said that Ed Catmull's impact on the entertainment industry was immeasurable. He was a pioneer of the intersection of creativity and technology together. Ed expanded the possibilities for storytellers along with expectations of audiences. We are profoundly grateful for his innumerable contributions ranging from his pivotal groundbreaking work at Lucasfilm and Pixar to the exceptional leadership he brought to Pixar and Walt Disney Animation over the last 12 years and we wish him the best. It is well-deserved retirement. Alan Horn also spoke in his behalf except for that my computer's being silly okay ed is one of a kind talent a genius who sees beyond the ordinary to the extraordinary that word's been said a few times his unique perspective and invaluable leadership have fostered the creation of films and technologies that will stand the test of time and how true is that yeah sad to see this guy go you know so hopefully they're getting in some new blood maybe they're gonna call you tomorrow it's got well it's kind of like they're you know they're handing off the reins right so we have seen this before in the 80s with the renaissance of di- the disney animation studios out with the old and in with the new pixar is now going through the exact same thing so this is very exciting times very scary times at the same it's gonna be great i can't wait to see we're gonna the next, think positive well i can't wait to see what happens next five ten years right you know, the time will tell this will be great stuff Walt Disney World shares its first look at new Mickey and Minnie Mouse costumes. Did you get a chance to look at this, Vixter? <laughs> yeah, this is my next story. Oh, is it your next story? Well, I beat you to it. Disney theme parks around the world will soon be celebrating Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday, along with Minnie Mouse, and there are so many plans for special surprises and events with these costumes. So just the other day, people got their first look at the celebratory duds that Mickey and Minnie will wear for the celebration at the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disney Resort, and Disney Cruise Line. So I I saw these. 
suits, right? You didn't describe them. Well, I'm going to. Mickey Mouse's crisp white suit will feature a shower of colorful confetti. It was very cool. Yeah. Minnie Mouse will don a puff sleeve dress adorned with pom-poms uh, and a bubble skirt for the A celebration. buoyant Oh, yeah. Skirt. A buoyant uh, bubble skirt for that. It, got, it reminded me of the 80s. Did it remind you of the 80s a to you? A little bit. Oh, my gosh. This, these outfits are 80s out. Look like now, I love the Miami 80s. Vice. They, they really do. I love the 80s. But this is a little too 80s for me. Did you tell us when we're going to see it for the first time? Um, you are, you will see it for the first time. Let's see here. Uh, I believe January 18th. Yes, at right. the new movie, Mickey's, Shake It, Mouse yes. Dance. Yeah, at the Mouse Dance Street Party on January 18th during the Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration at Magic Kingdom Park. It's not a surprise, though. They probably know, don't you think? We're going to act like it's a surprise party, Vicky. <laughs> Anyway. It's a surprise to the guests. Oh Not to Mickey gosh. and Minnie. I'm just being funny. You always play devil's advocate. No, no, it's, it's all my good. my day. It's all good. It's my day. So, spreading the ashes of loved ones, Nick, as we've talked about many, many times, is a no-no. Okay, someone get caught? Um, however, uh, this article, this Can person, I guess where? Was this recent? What? This is over time. They oh, were, They okay, were doing... Okay, okay, This person just brought this up because I guess somebody did. They didn't specifically say what it was, but they have been touring the guests from doing this, but Wall Street Journal it, uh, wrote an article about it because guests were talking about how they want to take their loved ones and put them they don't care how risky it is they're willing to risk it because they want to when they go to disney they want to feel like mom and dad are there or grandma or great auntie or whoever it is that passed away their dog muffin or whatever and uh just the crazy places that people put it and sometimes they find it of course and find out about it but sometimes they don't know because honestly nick there are a couple smoking stations, you know, like smoking oh areas gosh. that they just put it in and people don't know. What those are, re- all that stuff's recycled. So it's going to be thrown away. What? You're telling me people will put their ashes of loved ones in the places where the people burn out their cigarettes? They didn't say that well, specifically. Then, so they didn't bring all the ashes. This is why they think that they're getting by with it because they said that they're their families love Disney and they wanted to feel their presence every time they went there, even though they know that they face a misdemeanor and being thrown out of the park. The people are just willing to do it. Like somebody just took like um, a medicine bottle full of their relative and brought it and just was sprinkling it in the grass and stuff. And they said that they find out. How did they find out is what I want to know. I mean, the article didn't say that and I don't understand how they say they find out. So is this becoming a problem? Yeah. Okay. And and so it's, you know, it's, it's a violation of DNA. I don't know what you can catch from ashes. What does that mean, a violation of DNA? Because they're you're spreading someone's DNA around and they said that's a violation. It's against um, HIPAA laws. And I don't know. Aren't you... <laughs> See, it doesn't... You could say the same thing when you need, like, lotion for your arms or your hands, and you scrape off your hand, and... Thank you. The skin comes off. That's a violation of DNA. Or people like, peel while they're there. I, I don't get it. So, I don't know how they say they know, but they said they typically find out. So, unless they... What are, where are the laws of violation of DNA? Where can those be found? I don't and, know. And, and who creates those, and who are they governed by? Like, I don't understand. I don't they, understand. I don't understand this article. Obviously, you know the most commonplace... Haunted Mansion. Yes, that is the most common place, and they typically do know and vacuum it up. But they've had people that just, like, toss it over in the um, moat. So is this becoming a huge epidemic, like, this year? Well, I guess this person just heard about it and was investigating it and finding out that it's been going on for years. But lately, like, this person said um, that there was a false alarm because somebody brought in their own funnel cake 
powdered sugar. And so the cast members automatically. So I would say, yes, it's becoming a problem. It didn't say that in this article. It just said that if there's a problem, the cast members call for a code grandma. And that means you got to clean up someone's ashes. And they were getting ready to get on to this person, but it actually was powdered sugar when they investigated it further. No, I was just saying... Apparently, this is an ongoing... A code grandma. That, that's an actual legit thing? This is says, according to the article, former cast members said that others get in trouble after coming with their own signal um, for ash cleanup called, like, code grandma. I wonder in the Mickey... You know, the Mickey shorts, the cartoons? The new Mickey shorts? Okay. You don't watch them? I don't There's an so. episode where Goofy is like, pretending like he's his grandma. And oh. He, he's saying, here comes grandma, here comes grandma. But he says it like five times. I wonder if that's a... Uh, I don't know, a tribute to that code call or something. I have, I have no, no idea. idea. But apparently um, people are willing to get a misdemeanor and get thrown out of the park. I didn't realize it was a misdemeanor. That's what it says in the That's song. insane. Is it worth it? But I still don't get You need to explain to me how they know that someone brought that. I get it, the Haunted Mansion, they probably see him doing it. But if you're sitting on the lawn and you're all spread out eating your food, people are not usually watching every little thing you do. Your kid could pee on the lawn and they might not even know it. Do you know what I'm saying? So how do they know? They said they always know when people bring their little Cameras are everywhere, Vicky. That's one thing I noticed my last trip. They are everywhere. They knew we were coming with our ashes. And yeah, they're <laughs> everywhere. And they can track you. They, they, they know exactly where you're at with that magic band on at all times. It's insane. They do. No, I know they do. I know. At all times. All right. So I'm going to move us along. Economic, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. The Economic Council approves Disney Cruise Line's proposal to develop a light to develop Lighthouse Point. So we have another island besides Castaway Cay coming. The National Economic Council has just approved a proposal submitted by Disney Cruise Line Island Development to develop Lighthouse Point. The cabinet office uh, indicated that the land is privately owned and has been on the real estate market for quite some time. The land is not crown land and is not owned by the government of the Bahamas. The Disney Cruise Line Development uh, Corporation has a sales agreement with the landowner to purchase the land. So they haven't purchased it yet, but they're going to. And it looks like Disney is going to be creating a new island called, uh, I just said it. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. Yeah. Lighthouse Point. Kind of cool. I saw pictures of it. They're going to have to really build up that land. It's it's a lot. Of, it's a little strip of land. Okay. That looks like a runway, a very rocky runway. They're really going to have to bring in a whole bunch of sand and dirt and build up this island on top of it. But how cool to have a lighthouse, right? They're just calling it Lighthouse Point. I'm sure they're going to have a lighthouse. They're going to put a Mickey Mouse head. Wouldn't that be cool? If the, you know how it's Yeah, the ears round? turned. The ears turned. Yeah, like the whole... Uh, image of Mickey flashing across to the sea people to the ships. You wouldn't be able, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to see a Mickey head. But we would know. Oh, you would just know it's it's shining through. That's right, sh- shaped. So Nick, the final two days of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party have sold out October thirtieth and the thirty first. They usually do. Well, that is interesting that you say that because they've had less sold out nights this year than they have in the what? past few years. It doesn't seem like that. It seems they like- only sold out August seventeenth. I think that was opening night. September fourteenth. October 4th and then October 30th and 31st. And they are speculating that it's because they sold more tickets. Remember I told you when I came back how busy you thought it was and so many blogs were saying. And people were saying it was crowded. Right. And so they're thinking, they're assuming they sold up, sold. They sold tickets. more tickets to the event so that's why they didn't sell out. I told you it seemed very crowded to me. But um, they also added a few more days this year. So that spread it out more. Sure. So if you sell more tickets and, you know, I don't know. I don't think they're hurting for money, though, so I don't think we're in any danger of that. 
but I thought it was pretty cool and it was neat to know. So I'm out. Just give you a heads up. I'm out of articles. I mean, I, ha- I think I have one about how Disney Highway Studios opening up. You know, they're doing some work there over at the new vehicle entrance. Do you have this? I'll let you do it. Okay. So, you know, the new vehicle entrance that they've been had construction on and they had that uh, bus Forever. that was halfway to kind of cool guests off and things like that. The new entrance is going to open up November 8th at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Let's see here. Let's see what it says. Disney Hollywood Studios is going through some major reimagining to prepare for its 30th anniversary in 2019. The park's arrival experience is being transformed to make it easier and more convenient for for visiting guests to come and go. Starting on November 8th, guests driving to Disney's Hollywood Studios will use the new entrance and exit located on... I always mess this one up. Osceola Parkway. The current main entrance of Disney... Oh, excuse me. Off World Drive and Osceola Parkway will be repurposed for Disney cast members only and the satellite entrance of Bena Vista Drive will be uh, dedicated to just buses. So when I was there, it was really confusing, Vicky. You know, trying to find your bus or if you're being picked up by an Uber. It was very long. There, the parking lot, some of the parking lot was shut down. They had construction everywhere with boards up. You, you, you were getting turned around even though you were walking in a parking lot, if that makes sense. Right. So you're walking in a parking lot, but there's so much construction going on that uh, you didn't quite... Un- wasn't quite clear where you were exactly. You could see the Tower of Terror, but it was just crazy. So there's a new entrance opening up. So that's that opens up on November 8th. So I don't know if you noticed this, Nick, and you didn't say anything when you got back from your trip, but did you know Pizza Rizzo is temporarily closed? I didn't even... I, I went down that way. I did not check it out. I was going to try to hit it up for some lunch, but I, I made it all the way to about Star Tours and never made it down there. <laughs> I decided to sit down. Right. And I just you know watch the people walk by for about 20 minutes and i actually ended up leaving i never made it down there so for people that haven't been to disney in a while it took pizza rizzo took the place of pizza planet about 2016 but due to the construction for the star wars area uh the numbers have been really down like they said the people are just like what you're saying you didn't even venture down there and so they've decided to close it and there's no word when or if it's going to reopen it had really good pizza i know we liked it and their caesar salad was really good for a fast food place. I didn't like how they gave out chips with the pizza, though. Talking about this place now. So, you know, I wish they would give out some type of bread or like breadsticks or something like that. But when I went, the combo was soda, pizza, and chips. Oh, I got soda salad. Yeah. Maybe I substituted the salad. Maybe you did. Right. That Caesar salad was really tasty. Right, right. Anyway, I'm out. That's all I have, Vixter. So, I have one last thing. And that is, the dates have been set for the live, as you like to tease me about every year, ABC Disney Christmas special that you're going to be on. No, I'm not going to be on it. It is being recorded between November 7th and 11th. And actually, one of my friends is going to be there during that time. So I need to make sure that she does know those dates because I found these out after I got off the phone with her last night. They are not going to film a parade, though, at Disney World. They didn't last year and they decided not to do it again this year. The parade will only be at Disneyland for the live uh, ABC show for Christmas Day. It makes sense. I think it makes sense out there. And then... But they still are going to have several stage show performances. But here's the interesting part. The cast members, I guess the off the clock cast members are going to be the audience, not guests. Guests will be in a, they can be in an area where they can watch it and they'll be able to see some of it. But the actual filming is going to be the cast members. Like That's kind of cool. They're throwing them a bone, you know, like, hey, you get to be on TV and you get to go to this all inclusive parade. That's awesome. Right. So 
that's different as far as I know than last year. I do not remember reporting that. So, I mean, the parade part, I do remember that. Um, it just seems like Disney World has a bigger space for the parade than Disneyland does. Like, it feels like it's a wider space. I think it's about the same, to be honest with you. I mean, the walkways and the paths are the same. It's just the park is smaller. But, you know, the streets are the same. So that's all you got, Vixter. Say it with me, listeners. But why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Well, it's October 31st, like I said at the beginning of the show, but I felt like I needed to have something, Nick, that related us back to the fact that it is Halloween. So we went all the way back to 1939. Do you recall what happened in October 31st, 1939? October 31st, 1939? October. It was far before we were born. 31st. So no, I don't know 39. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what took place in 30. It's not Snow White. No, it's not. That was 37. Um, 30. I don't know. What? This is the fateful night of the elevator accident. Uh, 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 oh, okay. At the Tower of Terror. Disney's scary attraction as it is seen at Hollywood Studios I've now. Never, I've never had an accident on Tower of Terror, so I don't know what you're Okay, about. we're not even getting, we're not even going there today. I'm giving, I'm giving you a break today. It's also the date that inscribed on the eviction notice that appears on the entrance gates and on the inspection notices on one of the elevators. October 31st, 1939. November first, 1999, the Disney Wilderness Preserve opens to the public and it's home to 100, or excuse me, hundreds of wildlife species and it's bordered by one of the last remaining undeveloped lakes in Central Florida. It's located south of Orlando at the headwaters of the Everglades ecosystem. The 12,000 acre preserve features a three mile hiking area. I bet you can see some gators there. What do you think? Probably, most likely. Little Lewis, TikTok croc. Yeah, I think so. November 2nd, 1986, in New York City, a 12 by 16 inch celluloid from Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is purchased for $30,800. What year was this? 1986. Wow. That's some that's some cash for back then. I thought of you because I thought maybe sure. you went and bought this in 1986. That's... We were five. <laughs> I was. Took your spending money, <laughs> went on over to New York and got yourself the Seven Dwarfs. November 3rd, 1961, the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life, first airs on television. It features actor Bill Mummy as six-year-old Anthony Fremont, who has a godlike mental power. Rod Serling's introduction to Walt Disney World's Tower of Terror attraction, as viewed in the library, is taken in part from this very episode. And we actually reported on this um, on our Tower of Terror episode that the episode that they use in the ride itself is called It's a Good Life. November the 4th, 1995, Jennings Osborne's lights arrive at the Walt Disney World property for the very first time. They were trucked in from the Osborne's home in Arkansas in a four eight in four 18-wheel Mayflower moving vans. Three teams of technicians worked around the clock for three weeks straight to get the lights along Residential Street at what was then MGM Studios and now Hollywood Studios. The Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights premiered on November 24th of the same year, 1995. If you are missing those Osborne lights, they are currently housed at Silver Dollar City, Branson, Missouri, even though they're still denying that. So they went back to the Ozarks, huh? Hey? Yup. November 5th, 1990, the Yacht Club Resort, a five-story, 630-room property, slightly larger than its sister resort, the Beach Club, opens at Walt Disney World, and it's conveniently located just west of Epcot at 1700 Epcot Resort Boulevard. It is set on 25-acre Crescent Lake, and the deluxe resort resembles the New England seaboard hotels of the late 1800s. Guests staying at both the Yacht Club and Beach Club have the exclusive use of Storm-a- Stormalong Bay, a 700 and 50,000 gallon pool. 
cool. And the last one for today is one of my favorite newer movies that Disney put out, Nick, and that's November 6, 2012. Can't believe it. It's been six years since Saving Mr. Banks, the drama about Walt Disney centered on the filming of Mary Poppins, started filming at Disneyland Park. So six years ago. Wow. Time Does that seem flown. like that? No, not at all. It's so crazy. That's nuts. Well, thank you, Vicky, so much for bringing that history to us. Listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, simply text us 407-674-0414 or email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book your next trip and want that free quote as well, go ahead and text us. You can also email us at travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check us out on our social social media accounts, Instagram. You can check me out at mousecapades underscore Nick. For our Facebook page, type in The Mousecapades Podcast. And our Twitter account, simply just search for Mousecapade Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as we share your full Disney stories as well as our own. And remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. As always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Stay with us, listeners. Have Have a a magical magical day, day, my friends. Listening to the all new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest, put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.